It is more important now than ever for families to instill the values they want into their children and equip them to make better choices in life. Timeless Truths will inspire you to do just that. Thank you to my friend Daryl Rolark, the recording artist, composer, and producer of this music called Beautiful Soul. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Timeless Truths. I have a special guest today. Her name is Erica Glorious Moore, and the title of our podcast is Positive Affirmations, How to Rewire Your Mind for Success. Sounds like a very interesting topic, but let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Erica Glorious Moore is a high-energy keynote speaker a mental health coach who is certified, and a best-selling author. She has earned the endearing title of Overcomer Specialist, and I want to learn a little bit more about that, but by triumphing over challenges in areas that might have otherwise proven insurmountable. Erica is focused on using research, laughter, and experience to show women how to heal from their past and excel. Erica's relatable, fun approach inspires audiences to embrace their value, surpass their goals, and plan for the future. Erica, welcome to Timeless Truths. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Dr. Chris. I am so happy to have you here. Is there anything that you would like to add to what I gave as an introduction before we start really talking? Well, I mean, I have some things that's upcoming. Uh, but I know we'll get into that in a little bit as well. Yes, please uh, do. And and at the end, uh, also, I want you to be able to give information on how my listeners can reach out to you as well. So please do that. We'll make sure that we cover all of that information. I know you are a speaker and have been doing that for some time. Could you please tell me how you really got into speaking and what triggered all of that for you? I'd be happy to. It's very interesting how I got here. Please tell. <laughs> it wasn't one that I was like, oh, let me go run off and do this. So uh, I've had my own business for graphic design for many years, over 20 years. And I went and met with a coach, a life coach. And during our meeting, I was there to talk about how I could grow my design business and impact and, and grow it and to, to the place I wanted to go to do the goals I wanted to accomplish. And so we get to the end of the conversation. I say it was an hour, almost at the end of our hour together. And he says, Erica, I don't know if you realize this, but but you said nothing about graphic design. All I hear is how you want to help girls and women. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about that. And and it kind of took me aback. And I was like, okay. And and at that time, I still had a, a dream of a book that I wanted to write. And it was, it was this one right here called Memoirs of Singlehood. And it was just a dream at that point. And so I just told him that. I says, well, I got this book I want to write. And he says, oh. And he says, okay, well, do you need to start speaking? And I says, well, start speaking. I said, I just told him I want to write a book. He goes, yeah, but how's anybody going to be able to buy the book if they don't know who you are? And I said, oh, that was good wisdom. Yeah. And I says, but I don't want, I don't want to be in front of people. (laughs) Um, But that was part of the trust that goes along with the coach. You know, you still listen. So then. So here's me. I go off and I write this, um, you know, I go do, he says, you need to do a video. You need to get in front of an audience. So I go do all that, create the video, get the website all the way completely up. And then I go to um, my mentors and pastors at my church that have walked with me through this journey at, to that point. 
And I had the website all up. And I says, if you tell me I shouldn't do this, I says, I'll shut this whole thing down. And, and I'll just, you know, go and do something different. And, they're, and both encouraged me to continue to move forward. And that the more that I do it, the more healing it'll bring. And so that's how I got started in it. And that was 2013, like 2013 or early 2014. And here I am now. Ten years later. Yeah, here we go. And I've had the opportunity to speak at Amazon, the keynote speaker last year at Silver Cross Hospital. And it just puts me in awe, like the places that I've spoken. And he just gets all the glory. God gets all the glory. He really does because you're relying on the Lord, you know, and you follow the guidance of those in authority in your life, your pastors, and God is working through you to answer a real need. Yes. And with different talents and abilities that you have, for instance, I sing. So there's songs that God has given me since I became a Christian back when I was 17 years old. And for years, I didn't understand why I would get these songs. But I've noticed when I've presented and been in front of audiences or leaders or wherever I was speaking, there's been times when God would have me to sing one of my songs. So it almost turns into a ministry thing, plus being able to do the presentation. So I'm even starting to see how all the gifts are starting starting to intertwine into the gifts and the callings of God for my life. So that was something else interesting that I noticed as well. And that is very interesting because God will put things in your heart that he wants to have you do in his will. And and that's happened. So you see the speaking and, and the singing all coming together. Yeah. And, and I felt like I wasn't qualified for either. So that's the thing. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's again, like you're saying, you're trusting. And when you step out and you go, wow, okay, I would have never thought like, and, and then being obedient and even gospel opportunities, like to present the gospel. I had this time when I was speaking at the Epilepsy Foundation of Chicago. And so the Holy Spirit told me to go grab some gospel tracks. And, I, and my little nephew passed away, um, Benny, he was nine years old. And anyway, the little card has this picture on there. It talks about the night he passed away. And then it has a way on how to receive Jesus as Lord. So God tells me to bring these gospel tracks to the Epilepsy Foundation of Chicago. And I'm like, I was like, okay. And I go, I'm finding, going to go find them out of obedience. So then I get there and I'm, I always pray, you know, even more when I'm there, like, God, what do you want me to say or whatever? So while I'm talking, I ended up mentioning something about like singing or whatever. So then one of the leaders asked me to sing. They're like, well, can you sing? I says, I says, I don't know. I said, I have to see maybe at the end of the presentation. Now this is a world, you know, worldly organization. So then I get to the end and then it was, I had talked about Benny, my nephew in that presentation as well. And so everybody ended up wanting one of those gospel tracks. So I, the amount that I brought was the exact amount of people in that room. See, God prepared that. He told you what you needed and you did did it. it. And then I also sang because even the president at the end goes, we still want to hear you sing. (laughs) So it was like, God, I don't understand what you're doing. Why do I keep singing? But it turns into these ministry moments. And so God was glorified through this, you know, every time I speak. So I, I think it's very interesting when I'm in these, you know, in these, uh, these opportunities that God gets all the glory. Well, it's interesting how you talk about, you go prepared for something to speak and then the Lord speaks to you and he takes it in a different direction and you're obedient and you do it. Look at the outcome. Yeah. The people get touched. It happened at Amazon. I was one of my songs. I uh, had, I said, okay, God. And I said, what do you want me to say? And he goes, I want you to say exactly what you said when I, when I had did my event on my own 
earlier that year. And it was all about God, scriptures and everything. And I'm like, okay. So I go in there. I got full open doors to say what I want. They didn't even check what I was going to say. And so I'm in the middle of speaking and God talks to me while I'm talking to them. He goes, you do know you're speaking to me in the middle of Amazon. And I was like, <laughs> you're right, I am. And then I ended up singing. And um, so like people come up to me afterwards and they said, Erica, we were wondering the next time when, when you sing your song, can you put the lyrics on the screen? Because we want to sing with you. Is that amazing? And so I was like, wow. And people were crying and people were being touched and changed. And I was like, oh, my God, I could do that. Yeah. So that's why it just, I just let him be God and let him lead me. Absolutely. And just so important that you do that and let him flow through you. The episode that I have out the week of this recording, which is episode 15, I said things I didn't plan to say either. I was talking on leadership and the Lord took over. The Holy Spirit told me what to say and nothing that I had planned. And and it's so important when you're speaking that you hear the voice of the Lord and, and do the things that he tells you to do. And, and you have that heart to do that. It's been, it's been a wonderful journey. And because I have to rely on him because it's not an area that I would just say, oh, this I'm the expert. Like I'm the expert because I, you know, I will study and prepare, but it wouldn't be something I would have naturally done. I was a very shy person. I used to get bullied. I was made fun of, very insecure and for God to put me up front is he would be the only one that would do something like that. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I never thought of doing podcasting. I was writing books, you know, and that's where you initially started too, is the writing books, but God had other plans for for us. And, yeah. and you've really done it. You've been able to talk to these audiences. And, and it's amazing when you go to a place like Amazon and you can deliver the word of God and say what he wants them to hear. Right, right. And then no backlash, not one. They received it. Anybody. That's why I know it was God. Mm -hmm. He just got to be glorified. And I love that, that I would hear the continual changes with people weeks later, months later, that they would say, oh, you know, this is really helping me with my mindset. I pay attention to what I say. I make sure to look at the good or just things that had helped me in my journey that God showed me in the word of God to see them being helped no matter what walk of their background. That's the most fulfilling out of the whole thing. It really is. You know, in your bio, it listed that you were an overcomer specialist, and that intrigues me. Could you explain what that means? Yes, I would be happy to. So <laughs> overcomer specialist, it came from different things that I've gone through, as well as my family. I mentioned earlier about Benny. He was my nine-year-old nephew, and he unexpectedly passed away at nine years old. Uh -huh. And it was the most traumatic thing. He passed away in my mom's house in her arms and her giving him CPR. And uh, it was devastating. You never want to see a child passed away on the in the hospital. You go, go to the little table and it's itty bitty body. So that was horrific. And then two years after that, my sister died in a car crash, unexpected again. <laughs> and then after that, I went into a deep depression from all the trauma and the grief uh, to the point that I was ready to check out and be with Jesus. <laughs> and I had a plan and everything on what I would do. And I know what heartache feels like. I know what loss feels like. I know what grief, but 
a recent overcomer, a breast cancer over survivor as well of last year. So I've gone through different trials and tribulations, but I'm here to say I'm on top. Like God helped me through that. So I overcame. So I know how to overcome. I'm special. I'm a specialist at overcoming things. And that's a message that ladies, all people really need is, is that overcoming because people can get so bogged down by the trauma in their lives and not know what to do. I know you, you, and even though you've been through that trauma and I was around when some of that was going on, you still had a smile on your face. You greeted people with kindness and it's part of your overcoming. You were able yes. to get out of the feelings you had and be there for others. And I think your messages are really important and really needed in the world today. Yes, I agree. Um, and some of those, that's how some of the topics that I talk about in particular, like I said, I was bullied. I mentioned that earlier, bullied and that low self-esteem and insecurity and all that. So I have a program for youth that's called Rise Above, anti-bullying and suicide prevention program. So it's interesting how things get birthed out of pain because you've overcome. And it says in Corinthians, it says that when God helps you through your, you know, the things that you've gone through, he comforts you. He says the same way you'll be able to comfort others. And so because I understand pain, loss, being low, suicidal thoughts, grief, shame, low self-esteem, I understand all that. And to be able to come to the other end and feel secure and to feel loved. And to know that God loves me, it's the hope and the transparency that brings people to want to know God. It says, oh man, if she's gone through that. And that's what I usually hear when, when I speak. They'll say, wow, she's been through all that. She's still smiling. Who am I not to continue that's to That's true. Forward? And that's what it, gives them hope. It, it's so true. And you know, you've overcome so much. And that message is so needed in the world today. There's so many traumatic things that... Young people especially don't know how to overcome. They need someone to be there as a, a mentor. And you know, when you mentor someone, it's you're doing it from what you know. Right. And you live through that already and you yeah. can mentor them through this process. Right, right. And that's why one of my other topics I talk about dream big, because like if a woman is broken, and I love girls and women, I love all all different, I love little boys and men, but I, <laughs> my heart is girls and women. But I learned even at a younger age, when you have that insecurity and you want to fit in, you don't know your value. And so with the dream big, when I speak about that one, I always deal in a holistic approach, which means we, we deal with the spiritual man, but also the physical man, we deal with the mind, the body, and the soul. We have to get to the things that, that they're broken inside about before they can even look ahead and start to dream. We got to heal up the past first so we can want to dream. <laughs> That's and right. so I like to deal with what's holding you back. Is it shame? Is it something that you did that you didn't want any secrets in your life? Are you broken? Were you raped before? Did you get bullied? Let's deal with all of that. And let's heal from that. So I like to, to address those things. A lot of times, even a lot of my topics, we'll, we'll start to get into those things. But then we start to talk about how to do the mindset shift and how to begin to replace those thoughts with the, the negative to the positive and begin to speak those things over yourself. And then we start to talk about the goals. So like my dream big is the one that I, it's one of my favorites. A lot of people love that one. And that one, that one excites me, but I also have one called, I understand, 
which is specifically for mental health, wellness, and peace in Christ. And there's a book that that I have that I'm writing now that will go along with that presentation. But a lot of times believers face off with, like, if somebody would have told me those years ago, I would have been in a depression and the level to have suicidal thoughts like that, I would have never believed them. But sometimes when things come and hit you from all different directions, you, you never know how you'll respond. At least I never thought I would have responded that way that I wanted to not live anymore. And so I want to let Christians know that you don't have to feel shameful if you face those thoughts. Because I felt weak as a believer to face those thoughts. Because I'm like, well, I know how to pray. I know how to meditate on the word. I know how to do my journaling. I know how to confess the word. I know I know all that. And, and I still was in the pit. So it's like sometimes you need a little extra help. And that's okay. It is okay. And, and you're bringing that help to so many people. And they need it. You know, the, the young people especially don't get that kind of encouragement, you know, in the natural. And maybe, you know, they come from a home where life has been difficult and their parents don't know how to do this for them. So you really have a an area, a kind of a, a niche where you need to to do this for the for the young people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even as adults, women, and even you know, as adults, like, a lot of times they they hold back um, because oh well, nobody else faces this. But the Word of God says that your brothers and sisters around the world face it. You're not alone, and I think that's the part that I want to open up that dialogue that people know that it's not just you. And the faster we put the light of God's word on it, the faster you can have healing. For me, I just kept pushing it inside. Like, well, I'll fix it myself. I'll be okay. But I actually needed help. <laughs> I, I needed to tell people. And the thing was, is that why I got the mental health coach certification is because when I was reaching out for help, people didn't believe me. Cause it's like, oh, well, she's strong. She's always smiling. She's always happy, you know? And it was like, I was falling apart. I was barely holding on literally with all I had barely making it. And only one friend saw right through my smile. Only one. It was like, you're not okay. (laughs) And we need to get some help, you know, to the point that I needed to get counseling and go get the treatment that I needed to overcome that. And and that was just a season. That's another thing that when we go through things in life, it doesn't define you. And that was something that I learned through all of the things that I've gone through. Because I don't know if, if you've experienced that, but I know other people have that, oh, well, this one event, I'm this person, or I did this, and they, they can't see forward. And it says, that's just one event. Our identity is in Christ Jesus alone. It is. It is. You're not defined by those things that happen to you, but we are defined by Christ. Right. And so my identity, I had to get my identity off of, oh, you're this broken, uh, you know, suicidal, grief. Is anything ever good going to happen for me? Low self-esteem bundle of things that God's like, hey, I love all, I love all of that broken. And I'm the mender of the broken and I have a great future for you. And I love you. And to uh, accept God's love and allow him to transform me according to his word. Not based off of what I did. Not based off what people judge me about. But who he says that I already am. And once I got there, then you can dream and, and do all the things God's called you to do. <laughs> but it's been, a, it's been years to get to that. 
It is. And, you know, you said the word transform and it is a transformation process and leaning on the word of God and and how you're guiding people to do that. It's the word that will transform them out of the situations that they've been in and give them that hope for the future. Yes, yes, it's true. And one of the things that helped me to get there was through affirmations. Please tell me about affirmations. I I really like affirmations. I think it's so important to do. So please tell me your thoughts on that. Uh, Affirmations are basically like daily pep talks to yourself. Like you could say, I am courageous. I am bold. I am strong in the Lord. In the Bible, Psalms, you could, Psalms, David did it all the time. He was always speaking speaking over himself. I will worship the Lord. (laughs) Where does my help come from? Like he's always like speaking over himself. Like you speak who you are want to become. Uh, Romans 4, 17 says, we speak those things be not as though they were. Job 22, 28, we declare a thing and it is so, we declare it. So affirmations, is some people would think, oh, well, you're lying because you could say, well, I'm, I'm a prosperous, I'm 120 pounds in weight, I'm fit, firm, muscle, you can say all these things and they look at you like you're 300 pounds and you're broke, you know, and it's like, it's not a lie. That's what faith is. It was that Hebrews 11 one says faith is the substance hope for the evidence of things not seen. Another translation says faith is the reality of things hoped for. And I just was like, wow, that's so powerful. So when I was doing those affirmations and one in particular, like I mentioned, yes, last year I overcame breast cancer and through affirmation. So when I first had the diagnosis, I, I went to the, well, they thought it could be possibly. So that's what I was told. Oh, it looks like you're like 95, 98% chance you have an early stage of breast cancer. Okay, well, that could be a little um, disheartening. Yeah. Yes, it can be. And so I leave out of the hospital. I'm like, okay. Um, I call my mom. She prays with me. Then I call one of my mentors and my pastor, Pastor Nancy. And so she says, okay, that's big news. She says, okay, now we're, she says, we're, you're going to go home. You're going to take a nap. And then you're going to get up. And then you're going to find five scriptures that say why we don't agree with this report and why Jesus mm-hmm. died. So, okay. So this is the beginning of when I'm speaking about affirmation. So I found my five scriptures. So then she says, you're going to pray because I'm going to agree according to your faith. So then I prayed and she agreed with me and then she prayed. But after that, I created those five scriptures into affirmation. So one of the scriptures was that by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. So then I would say, I was healed by the stripes of Jesus. So I would take ownership of it. I would say, I believe the report of the Lord and the report of the Lord is good. I thank you, Father God, that sickness sickness and disease is far removed from the midst of me. And so, and the more that you speak that over yourself, the more your body listens to you because the biggest person you listen to is your voice. And so the more that you speak, the more that the body believes it and says, oh, okay, so we're healthy. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's true. Mm-hmm. What we're doing. And and another thing that was really important with that is that even when um during my time with the Lord, he showed me that I wasn't gonna need chemo. And so having that time with the Lord, he's like, You're gonna need you're gonna need radiation. So I was like, God, thank you, I'll keep my hair. But it was like he was leading me and guiding me even in that process. But another scripture that Pastor Nancy gave me was Mark seven, eighteen. And it says that nothing in, that goes and enters the body will defile you. Yes. And I remember, uh, because she said, Erica, when you get the radiation, that 
that just believe God that it won't harm you, you know. So that that was one of the many affirmations that I had over myself. So when I'd get on that machine and <laughs> they would do all these things, I would just be speaking very lightly, you know, these rays won't harm you. So then when I went to do my follow-up exam, a mammogram, so that was last year in February, I had the surgery and then I had the radiation in April and ended in May. And then I go in November for my follow-up mammogram and the tech comes in and she goes, well, the doctor was looking at your internal scans or your, I don't know what they call them, not x-rays, but what are they, I don't know, your mammogram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so she, she looks at him and she goes, the doctor says, she can't even tell you have radiation internally. And then she goes, and I can't even tell you've had radiation externally on your body. And so the oh. word of God literally became life in my body. It came to pass in my body physically <laughs> because I don't, know, I don't know if you know a lot about radiation, but radiation can change the color of the skin, that people can get burning, that it can stay tan for the rest of your life. Um, and, and it can even, when you go out in the sun, that it will go tan faster. And when I went to the to the water park earlier this year, my skin stayed the same and nothing tanned faster. There was no burning. There was nothing. And so I'm like, God is so good with that. And affirmations has helped me so much in my life. Every day I wake up speaking what God says. And I even speak different affirmations over myself for business, over my health, over my mind, over being loving and kind, all different areas that has helped me from being that broken girl suicidal girl to being a successful woman and he gets all the praise but you have to do it you have to apply it you have to work the word and the word works for you like i've heard someone say that before but you can't just sit there and listen to it all day you actually have to say it and put action to it so you do and you did that and it's so important to do that. And I'm, I'm such a believer in affirmations and standing on the word of God and, and finding those scriptures are really good and then make them personal. When you say it, and like yes. you said, it's already occurred. You know, your healing was already accomplished yes. by Jesus. Amen. And once you realize that and you say that, it just changes everything. Yes. And, and physically as well, people are healed. You are healed. And many others are as well, just by being able to apply the word of God to your own life. And that's what affirmations really do. Right. And I remember hearing my um, my senior pastor that I had all my life, and he said that when we speak the word of God, that your faith is, your faith is divinely energized. And so when I speak the affirmations, my faith gets energized by it. It's like the more that I say it, the more I see it, the more excited I am about the future. And I remember hearing this from someone. They said, fear looks back and love looks forward. So love looks forward, fear looks back. And so when we're speaking affirmations, speaking those things, be not as though they were things to come. You begin to say, oh, man, that's why it goes along with Jeremiah 29, 11, that God knows the plans he has for us to give us a hope in the future and not to harm us. So when we're speaking life, we're speaking of the, that plan that God has for us. So we're speaking the future already. We're already declaring our future with our words. And that's the power of affirmation. You can literally, it doesn't matter if you thought one way for 40 years of your life. It doesn't matter if, you know, you're 20 years old or 15 years old, you can change the direction of your life with your tongue. (laughs) You you truly can. 
And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And it can come from you hearing yourself. Yes. Yes. Say the word of God. That's right. And one of the things I have is when my phone, like I'll have when my alarm, my alarm has my voice. A lot of these, some of my affirmations, I record them on my phone. So my alarm starts off with me. I hear me speaking life over myself. Good. Yeah. So like you can speak your, your goals and your dreams, and your affirmations. And I have them. I had a plan all last night. There's times I'll have those and it's my voice. I'm hearing all night about what God says I am. And so that's something else that helped me to continue to reaffirm all throughout the day. In the morning, yet when when you're sitting there at work, you can just let your phone play, but you're if you're able to, allow to put the earbud in and just listen to it. Listen to the word of God. But recording myself and hearing myself has also that that really was a life changer for me. Um, and recording my goals and my dreams for the year and hearing that. So those are just little tips that really helped me that maybe will help someone else listening. To. I'm sure they will. Those are very good tips. And it's remarkable how you're doing that and having alarms on your phone be your own voice and yeah. the, the word of God. That is that is wonderful. And, and that that's a good tip to help many people. And it also is. reading them. So it's good to listen to them and repeat them that way. But it's also good to see them and listen to them. So I always like to look and see. And I, I was listening to this book. It says uh, what to say, what to say and when to say it. I, I might be messing up the title, but it was by um, by this author. I'll, I'll find his name briefly in a second here. But he was talking about by the time you're 18 years old, you've heard the word no 148,000 times. And oh. so why it's so important to make sure that we're speaking what God says, because you've heard, you've already been programmed to fail almost by the time you're 18 with all the no's. And when you say one negative thing over yourself, it it takes five to seven positive affirmations just to cancel out the one. So there is power in our words. That's why it's very important that when people wake up and they say, oh, you know, I got the flu or it's going to be a bad day and their day goes that way. Because they spoke that over themselves, and that's the way the direction of the day went. So if you don't like the results you have in your life and your finances and your health and your relationships, take a look at what you've been saying. Because I had to do that, and I'm always looking at areas of my life like, ooh, what's going on over here? And then I have to think back, ooh, maybe I was saying things I didn't want, and now I'm seeing the result of that. So you, But the good thing is you can change it. You, you can, can change it. Yeah, it's and, not and over. It can- it it isn't, and it can be a difficult thing for people to because I think a tendency, at, at least what I had when I was younger, was a tendency to say what I saw, mm-hmm. not what I wanted or what the Lord said I was, and and that can be something that people need to do things like you did, like repeat your voice, record your voice, re, you know, replay it back to where they can hear those things because they need to hear it over and over, like you said, to take away the, the negative things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we had, and I know you've heard of her, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Yes. Scientifically, it's been proven. The brain is so malleable, like it's so pliable that when we do speak, we're actually creating new pathways in the brain. So if one is negatively wired in the brain, we can literally change the direction by putting, planting a new thought and new waves or, you know, new paths are being created in the brain. So it's not only biblically been proven, but also, you know, in scientifically proven. It is. It's really amazing. And when I heard it was, um, 
I had an opportunity to hear an Olympian. Her name was Christine Magnuson. She came to the library, local library here. And and she was saying that she was from Tinley Park, which I thought was really cool. She's right. Mm -hmm. And she was like, everything that she had was already in her ability. She had, she was like, I didn't go pay for this coach, you know, that people spend all this money. She's like, I had, she had her high school, you know, um, swim teacher. She had all her local community that helped her parents ascend her to Beijing. She was like, I just wanted to be the best I could be. And then as she goes on, she tells us that she had a swim, you know, our swim coach, but then she also had a mental health coach. And she said, and that one always made sure that she was thinking positive because when she said, and and a lot of athletes do this, they have this, is that she said that when she would think negative, that the coach said that she actually weighed heavier in the water. So I think it's very interesting that the heard people say like you hold the weight of your shoulders, you know, but to know that you literally weigh heavier in the water with negative thinking, I was like, that's, that was amazing to me. You know, that's why God says, roll all your cares, cast all your cares. Don't be weighed down on the things of life, you know, because it'll not only weigh you physically down, but it's going to weigh you mentally down. And I thought that was very fascinating to hear that. I know if somebody would ever tell me, I didn't know you could actually weigh heavier um, because of your thoughts. Uh, So that, that's why it's very important. I'm always paying attention to how I speak over myself, how I speak over those around me, that I make sure I'm speaking life over them and paying attention to not make sure I'm not complaining to speak because I don't want what I'm complaining about. And also like when we worry and complain, we believe there's no other solution, but there's always a solution in the word of God. There is. God says to use the word, you know what I mean? To combat those negative. We have the answer. It's the word for everything. It is. It is the word and, and knowing who you are in Christ. And I know that that's something that is evident in your life. And can you speak a little to that and how that plays out for you? Yes, I can. So for, like I said earlier, years, years, I didn't know who I was in Christ. I allowed the, the ways of the world and situations to dictate how I felt about myself or where my life was going. But it wasn't until some years ago that I said, wait a minute. <laughs> and I had learned this, that I'm in charge. Luke said 19 uh, says that Jesus left me in charge, that he's given me all power and authority. And I don't have to put up with whatever I don't want. I am who God says that I am. So when I began to walk in my authority, knowing that I'm holy, unblameable, unaccusable, and unreprovable without fault or failure in my father's sight and began to run to him when I would have the weaknesses or see myself fumble or mess up, make mistakes. Instead of running away from him, I ran to him for his help. And that's where things began to change because I was like, I was building this love with God, this trust with God. I can give him everything, the good, bad, and ugly, and he's still going to be there for me. He's still going to love me, and he still cares about me, and he still wants to give me a way out, you know, a way out of whatever I'm dealing with. And one of the scriptures I've been meditating on lately is when the Bible says that God gives you a way of escape, that he wouldn't allow any temptation to overtake you, right? So a lot of times I I used to think of that scripture in the way of, oh, well, you know, if I wanted to have sex outside of marriage or because uh, I'm not married. Not yet. Uh, but I, <laughs> not yet. Outside of marriage or if somebody was doing drugs, I always I thought it was always this big thing. And, and God says, actually, it's the temptation that you would want to get in unbelief, the temptation that you'd want to be in fear, the temptation you'd want to not do the work. 
that I would give you a way of escape that you would want to still stay in faith. And I was like, I never looked at it like that. That is good. And that's that's powerful. And that's so practical that you can look at from that perspective on a daily basis. Yeah. And that's what gives me hope because I'm like, wow, God said he'd give me a way of escape with the word of God. Because that's the solution. That's the answer. And so that gives me such great hope and and peace. And just walking in who I am, I was, like I said, when it came to to authorities, I used to have such fear about authorities and all that. And it's like, now I I trust God. God has healed that area. I'm cancer-free. I have peace in my relationships. And it's like, and it's just one step at a time. You go from glory to glory, faith by faith, and just one step, one step. And there's other areas that I'm working on, but it's like, man, when you turn back and you say, man, I used to struggle in this area and I no longer do because of God, God's word, because of me standing on the word and speaking the word of God over myself, even when it looked the opposite, even when it looked like it wasn't happening at all. And I would still sit up there and go, thank you, Jesus, <laughs> whatever area I was speaking over and still do that. God is pleased with that because it's like, oh, man, I'm still going to believe that I'm walking in that promised land, even though giants are all around me in the, in the, in the promised land, that I still trust God. And I, was, I can cut these heads off of these giants as I continue to confess the word. And so the confession of the word has been a game changer for me. It's something I do every day. I have, I think, four pages of confessions. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is good. That I and I even have I have even ones that are big in my life, like um, like I put health and weight and scale, debt, money, husband, relationships. I have these big words, you know, and then I stand on those words, like literally on a piece of paper, and I stand on on those top of those words. I stand in front of my vision board that has all my goals and everything, and then I pull out those affirmations and I begin to speak life. I continue to sow the word over the direction of my life and where I wanted to go. So I sold financially, I sold, sold the word, and I just know he's continuing to make things happen in my life. Because the sower, God, God says in the word of God that the sower sows the word, right? Yes. And he said he gives seed to the sower. Our Bible has plenty of seed in it. It sure does, doesn't plenty it? Plenty of seed to sow. So get out there and start sowing. And to know that it doesn't just happen for everybody else. Because that used to be the other thing. I used to think, oh, everybody else gets it, but I've messed up. I'm too whatever. It's too late for me or I'm too broken. And that's not true at all. It's never too late. God is always there. He loves you and he has the plan for you. He says he knows the thoughts he has towards you to give you a hope in the future and not to harm you. So that's, that's what I've learned by walking in my authority, walking and having my affirmations and that your life can literally change and you can be happy and peaceful and know the love of God. <laughs> you really can. It's it's an inspiration to people. And and I know people are going to want to you know, reach back to you and maybe reach out to you and, and talk to you. And it, can you maybe tell the name of your book or show it again for oh, if oh, anybody's yeah. watching on video? <laughs> so this one is called Memoirs of Singlehood and the Steps Towards Marriage is for single women. Yes, I'm believing God to still be married. I go in there. It has in the, each chapter. It has freedom challenges and freedom prayers. It's made for you to journal along as you go through my journey. I pray it, as you get to the end of the book that you've gone through your own healing journey. I have a book that I'm currently working on called I Understand um, How to Have Mental Health, Wellness, and Peace in Christ. And that will be in pre-order at some time later this year, before December 31st, but it will be a pre-order. And people can find me on Erica Glorious Moore 
Facebook.com, my website. You can also follow my Instagram, Eric Glorious Moore, and my Facebook, both titled Eric Glorious Moore. So a little bit more about me. That's good. And I'll, I'll put that information in the show notes as well for this episode. Great. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was such a good discussion, very uplifting, and I'm sure people will be wanting to learn more about you and potentially have you come to speak to their organization. So Erica, I thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate this. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Have a blessed day. Thank you too. Thank you for tuning into the Timeless Truths podcast with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn. I hope that you have been inspired and have found this discussion helpful in guiding your family. Please check out my website at drchris.co for additional resources or contact me at chris at drchris.co. See you next week.